Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. You know, uh, Chuck Rickett's first request. You know I was going to start off with some Anita Baker <laughs> after that great story. <laughs> I, I still, I'm just laughing about the baby face. Like, why would Anita Baker get sucked into all of that? And I she, mean, she calls his fans the Ken, the Kenny Crazies because, you know, his name is Kenny. Yes, Kenneth. Ken, yeah, Kenneth Edmonds. Yes. Yeah, so um, she calls him the Kenny Crazies. I, you know, and look, she's... What did we say? 65, right? 64. Okay. You know, like, I'm I'm just about at this point, okay, where I will say anything to anybody. Right. Like, I, you know, you get to a certain point in, in life, life yep. it, at an age, and you don't give two Fs about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you'll say anything to somebody. You will speak your mind. Right. And, and I'm, trust me. Trust me when I say, like, I have to fight every day from speaking my mind. Because I got a lot of stuff on my mind. Even and, and I'm telling you, like, I I still I still forget things. You know, I, I had the stroke in December. Right. I still have things where I forget things. I I, I, I lose my memory. Um, I can't remember stuff. Right. I can't formulate words and stuff. Like, so I mean, I still have some of those effects and stuff like that. But the thing that I have to fight every day is not just going off. And it's a it's a struggle. It's a real struggle to not have to just speak my mind and just lay some things on the line for people. And and I, I think that as I've A gotten older, B, you know, had some health issues and stuff like that, like I just you get to a point where it's like, eff it, right? And I've known people like that, that they just, you get to that old man point where you're just going to say whatever you're going to say. And if, if, and if no, I'll give credit. Like, Neil Bortz is one of those guys. Like, I, you know, he got to a point where he was like, look, I don't care if you love me, like me, hate me, don't, don't want to so I don't care. Right. And I'm kind of at that point, too, where it's like, I can take everything. Look, I've got my inner circle and stuff like that, but you know, you can take like everything else and just say, "Okay, I'm I'm not worried about what what the outside background noise says about anything." Right? 
Right. So, um, and I think she's kind of at that point. You know, like I think she's kind of, I think she kind of hit that point where she was going to speak her mind. And I, <laughs> I wonder how that, I mean, again, it would, it would be Babyface's people and Anita Baker's people that would have had that discussion. It wasn't Anita Baker sat down with Babyface and said, look, honey, you're off the tour, right? Like she wouldn't have done that. Um, they have their people handle yeah, those things, yeah. you know? I mean, but can you imagine Anita Baker sitting down with Babyface and, and if, if if this had really happened, sit down with Babyface and explain to him about what's going on and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> like I'll guarantee, I'll guarantee you – she spoke her mind a few times. If she thought he was late and how long he was on stage, I guarantee you that she spoke her mind a few times. And I promise you, I bet you Babyface didn't didn't understand where she was coming from. Like, like she probably was crystal clear about some things when when she would, you know, probably in in passing, you know what I mean? Like, like it wouldn't have been a situation where she just maybe came out and said something. But it would have been very much implied what uh, what her you know mindset was and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I it's agree. just I, I just I gotta laugh. I just it's a fascinating story to me. I mean, you got two high profile entertainers that you know should be getting along, and she's just gonna go after Babyface's fans and all that. And and uh, I, I guarantee you, she said some things behind the scenes that probably was a lot more than the what 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 do you call them? The the what was oh, it? Oh, the Kenny cra- the, the Kenny, Kenny crazies. crazies. Yeah, I'll I'll guarantee you she probably called them the Kenny some kind of four letter word or something like that. You know, but uh, but anyway, uh, but it, it is funny. I just I, I kind of laugh at the, all of that stuff. So, all right, uh, let's get to an NFL squib kick. Take a look at the NFL with the squib kick with John Chuckery, Sports Radio ninety two nine, the game. So the Vikings obviously had cut Dalvin Cook, and he was due to make $10.4 million this upcoming season, and they were not able to trade him. And, and they were kind of open about the idea of they wanted to trade him. trade him. And I think part of that is nobody wanted to pick up that kind of contract that, that he's owed. So Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald recently reported that Cook is looking for something far closer to the $10.4 million he was due to make than a $5 million deal. Now, given the state and status of running backs in the NFL, and I like Dalvin Cook a lot, but anybody paying him $10, $11 million? I don't see that happening, especially right now with it, you know, Getting close to July and you're not far away from training camp, I don't see how he's going to get something closer to $10, 11000000 million. I think, you know, look, maybe you split the difference and it's, you know, if it's not 10 and it's not 5 maybe it's 7 But I, I see that being more on the high end. I don't think people are paying $10 million for a Dalvin Cook. Not that he's not a really good player. But I don't see that somebody's going to pay that kind of money for running backs anymore. And it's just, it's not the trend of teams to overpay for their running backs. Now, Cook's 27 years old. 
Um, he'll be 28 when? He'll be he'll be 28 in August. So he'll be 28 before the season starts. And you say, well, that's not very old. Yeah, but in running back years, that's old. You know, he's got he's got 1,300 carries in his two, four. He's got 1,300 carries in six years. And, and he didn't carry the ball all that much his rookie year, only 74 times. So you think about the last four years, 264, 249, 312, and 250. You start racking up a lot of carries on these running backs, it starts to happen that they kind of naturally break down. And, look, he had a really good season. 264 carries, 1,173 yards, eight touchdowns, 4.4 yards per attempt. His yards per attempt has gone down, though, over the last three years. It's been a three-year decline in yards per attempt. It peaked at 2020 in the pandemic year at five yards a carry, then 4.7 a couple years ago, and 4.4 this past season. And that's the trend that starts to happen in all of this. And look, he caught 39 passes, so he's obviously a very versatile back. He was always that way at, at Florida State and everything. So you run it 264 times. You, you catch it another 39 times, you know, now you're up over 300 touches. That starts to get to be a lot of touches for running backs. Starts to get to be a lot of touches. 39 receptions for seven hundred for 295 yards, 7.6 yards per reception, plus a couple of touchdowns. And again, it's not like he's an old man and things like that in terms of, you know, lifespan, but, you know, in football years, that gets to be like seven years, the dog years, and stuff like that so I don't know if he's going to get the 10 million dollars but you know he'll probably find they'll probably find somebody that paid him five or six I think the I think the Falcons paid then they paid Todd Gurley five and a half million when he came here we'll see what uh, what happens with all of that um the uh, Buffalo Bills head coach says that all is well with uh Stefan Diggs so uh Diggs was back uh at practice um he, uh, he had been excused from Tuesday's mandatory mini camp, but um, you know there's been there's been some consternation with the with the Buffalo Bills and and um, and Stephon Diggs. Um, he was a president participated in individual drills on Wednesday during a mini camp. He did not participate in team drills. Um, McDermott's clarification comes a day after he said he was very concerned, very concerned about Diggs not being present at Tuesday's practice. And the coach said Wednesday that whenever a player is not at practice, for whatever reason, he is concerned. Quote, that's my sentiment with any player, in particular a player as important as Steph. And so I get convinced when players miss for reasons off the field, for reasons on the field, whether it be they're injured or whatever, that's just how I am. So when I say I'm very concerned, I'm very concerned because of the situation with one of our players and – it was something that we needed to work through, and those are healthy conversations that happen, and I'm extremely appreciative of those conversations. It gets us when you have those healthy conversations. It gets you to a better spot, and I feel good about it. I like. I feel like we're in that spot. So, um, And they try to get him there to take his physical and everything on Monday, and then he reported again on Tuesday for meetings, and then a meeting took place with what says is good communication, good conversation, that led to the decision that some space was needed. So, again, a weird situation here in uh, Buffalo, but um, certainly, you know, one of those deals where, look, they, um, um, you know, they're trying to work some things out. And 
look, he's a huge part of what they want to do, right? So, I mean, he's he's a huge part of what uh, what this is. Uh, and, obviously, he's, look, one of the better wide receivers in the entirety of uh, the NFL. Um, Joe Burrows talking about uh, uh, Pat Mahomes saying that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So, obviously, we know that, you know, Joe Burrow is, you know, looking for his new extension. And, again, how 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 big of a contract is Joe Burrow going to get? Like, this will be... This will be at the Pat Mahomes level. So talking about um, talking about uh, uh, who Joe Burrow believes is the best quarterback uh, in the world uh, right now, I don't quote. I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Pat Mahomes. Until someone has a better year than he's had, he's the one to knock off. Now, what have I said before, Day Day? That if you put every player into a free agent draft, okay. Every GM in the country yep. would take Pat Mahomes number one. Yep. Every NFL GM would take Pat Mahomes. I think he's the best player in the entire of the NFL. And he's not just the best player, but he's the best player in the league at the most important position in the NFL. And he's a guy that has completely transformed their franchise. So, but look, Joe Burrow is not as far behind as we may think. You know, you get to that next group of players that is the most important players in the league, Burrow's in that discussion. Now, it was Tom Brady forever. I mean, but Tom's out of the league now. But Pat Mahomes is that guy now. And Burrow's not far out of that discussion. I mean, you think about the best players in the NFL and the most important players in the NFL, Mahomes is certainly number one. But then you start to get into a discussion about, okay, who's number two? Is it Joe Burrows? You know, is it is it Kyle Allen? Or not Kyle Allen, um, Josh Allen. Sorry, Kyle Allen, the, the stiff. Uh, Josh Allen. Um, is it Micah Parsons? You know, but there's no doubt about it that Pat Mahomes is the best guy in the best player in the NFL. All right, when we come back, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. We're going to open up the phone lines to you. Trey tweeted it, but do you believe it? Check with Nikia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Ain't there something I can give in exchange for everything you give to me? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen, we gotta be fair and balanced, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta be fair and balanced. <laughs> it is the Brown Liquor Music Hour, Chuck Re Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios. Uh better as a producer or a performer? You know, uh, well, have I seen him live? I've never seen him live. Well, when you say performer, just the music he makes. I'd say better as a producer writer. Because his, yeah, his, his, I mean, his uh, catalog from that vantage point is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, him and L.A. Reid, I mean, yeah. they, they, that, was the, that was the team and the partnership I right. mean, that they had. And so. then he had stuff that he wrote on his own for people. Like, So I would say writer. What, what was the uh, group that he was in? That was The Deal. That was him and, uh, him and uh, L.A. Reid. But was, was that, was, when, that was the song Two Occasions, right? Uh, yes. Yes, that the was deal. the and that yeah. was that was the so it was him and L.A. Reid in that yeah group. in the deal yeah okay okay I couldn't remember yeah what yeah and then his brothers were after seven two of his brothers yes yeah yes, after, yes that's true yes yeah. um oh gosh what was that song um uh, their real song, close what was their song was it real close no uh, their song gosh I'm drawing a blank well that's hold what on. Google's for that's yeah I was gonna say hold on <laughs> after seven um. Maybe I'm for real one night. Oh, ready or not? Ready, ready or not? Yes, yes ready or not? Ready yeah. or not? Yeah, that was what it. a great song. That that was a classic. Yeah, which he wrote. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in that group? No, or no, it was, it was his just brothers, his brother. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just I think his just brother. I think it was two brothers and a yeah, cousin. Yeah, uh, Kevon Edmonds. Yeah, Jason Edmonds, Edmonds, and then a cousin, and then Kevin Mitchell. Or yes. Keith, sorry, Keith Mitchell. Yeah, which was and like then their Melvin Edmonds was in the group as well. So. so there was uh, a few of those guys. So okay, so yeah, um, that that's a really good song. But yes, we have to be have to be fair and balanced for uh, <laughs> for Anita Baker. So <laughs> it's just again, I still I'm just chuckling at at, at at all that. I mean, just again, I can just I mean she she had, and somebody on the text line brought up. She really is a diva. Like she is oh, a yeah. real. She's hardcore. Like, you, you talk about like Mariah Carey and people like that. She's a real diva. Yeah. 
I mean, she's notorious. And she's old school diva. She's Dionne Warwick. You oh, yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. Like, Gladys Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That old school, yes, mentality. All right, well, speaking of old school, 404-726-0929. We're going to open up the phone lines to you here. Look, Trey Young put out a tweet the other day where after the Denver Nuggets won the NBA title, he was kind of joking with Michael Porter Jr. who said, yeah, you – you guys didn't go as far as what we thought and all that kind of stuff, whatever, like that. But then Trey Young put out a tweet that got the internet all ablaze, right, where he said, we next, and then had the diamond ring emoji and the trophy emoji next to it, <clears throat> meaning that we're the next team to win an NBA title. And that got Twitter all ablaze. Ah, you know, they're crazy. How can he say that? And, you know, people start – quote tweeting and bookmarking and saving and downloading and freeloading and whatever else they do nowadays on the Twitter machine. Because they'll I guarantee you, whoever wins the NBA title next year, and I don't think it's gonna be the Hawks, but whoever wins the NBA title next year, there will be people that will be on freezing cold take things or whatever to show, you know, that again, you know, his tweet that, oh you you got it wrong. Okay, whatever. Um, or, or when the actually would be when the Hawks are eliminated, if you know, if and when they're eliminated from playoff, you know, from the playoffs, that's what it'll be. But I like the moxie of Trey Young in doing this. I got no problem with this whatsoever. I want Trey Young to think about championship, and you know, look, he's talked about the idea of you know we need to be better. Obviously, this is going to be a huge season for both Trey and the Atlanta Hawks. Because if, if things don't break through for Trey and the Hawks, what are you going to do? And especially if they if they ditch a John Collins or a Hunter or a Bogey or a Capella or, you know, DeJounte, whoever it is, whatever it is, you know, if they move on from any of those other guys, you know, this, this becomes more and more Trey's. Look, if they move on from John Collins, this is truly Trey's team. <clears throat> like that or not, the good, the bad, the otherwise, this is truly Trey's team at that point. Even though Collins was here, you know, a year before and all that kind of stuff, and they've sort of been attached at the hip or whatever like that. But it's a huge year. And so Trey tweeted it, do you believe it? Now, do I think that the Atlanta Hawks are winning the NBA title next year? No. But we've also talked about the idea of they need to be a much better organization. They need to be a second-round playoff team. They've got to be a top three, four, five seed in the Eastern Conference, especially with all the upheaval in the Eastern Conference. And I think there are going to be teams that are going to drop back. You see that the Hawks can play with anybody in the NBA when they get it right. Beating the Miami Heat, and example after example after example, pushing the Boston Celtics. And even Jalen Brown talked about the idea of <clears throat> that he said the Hawks could have been a higher seed if they showed the same intensity throughout the series against the Celtics that, you know, in some of those moments that they did. You think Jalen Brown looks at the Hawks as a a spot where after having played could could let me ask you this, Day Day. Mm-hmm. And a man can dream. I understand that there's a lot involved in all this, but do you think in some ways it was the best thing for Jalen Brown to see the Hawks in a playoff series and see what they're capable of and see the kind of roster that they got, um, especially if he's not going to sign with the with the Celtics 
and especially if there's going to be a pursuit of a trade, could it be that he he looks at the Hawks as an organization? I mean, he talked about the idea of they could probably have been a, a better seed. Does he look and say, if I was on the Hawks, we could we could go places? Wonder if he thinks like that. I mean, I mean he I he should think like that. I mean, not now, trying to be funny. Yeah, I, I I would think that he looks at that right. team. And, now and again, that. I mean, the thing with Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal's got a no trade agreement in his. Yeah, in his so contract. he's he can basically decide where right. he's going. Right, Jalen yeah. Brown can't decide anything. No, Jalen Jalen Brown can get shipped off to whatever Siberia, Serbia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and 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 be you know being some gulag and, and playing basketball. So again, he will have no say in all of this, but you know, I'm sure he could probably talk to. I mean, look, the Hawks are probably looking to trade some assets at some point, right? Yeah, I think we agree on that. But could the best thing have been that he played for the Hawks against the Hawks, I should say, and maybe you know, playing coming back home? I mean, we're we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves uh, yeah, in that, here, but yeah. but again, um, you know, this is an important year for Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks. That I've got I've got no problem with him. Talking about the, I mean, setting that expectation that this is about championships. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem has been that, and maybe until he wins a title, or maybe maybe until he makes another appearance in the Eastern Conference Finals, he's always going to have to live with that moniker of the press conference where he came out and said that all oh, the regular season doesn't mean anything to us and all. And again, this may be that may be real, it may be perceived, but again, perception has the same effect as truth. If it's perceived that way, people think it's true. And that that's how it works in in different things, right? You perceive something to be true, in your mind it's true. And when he says that, that you know, that was one of those things that oh, okay, because again, it's not like we've been really good during the regular season the last 2 years. Not like we, not like we've been, you know, a top three, fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. When he said that, oh, the regular season doesn't matter and all that. That's it's all about the playoffs. Okay, well, why haven't why why have we set ourselves up for failure in the playoffs by going into these fakakta play-in games and all these different goofy things and having to play a top team in the Eastern Conference? Like, why would we, why would we put that on ourselves? Why 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 have that? But that's where we've lived the last couple of years. So I like it. I, I, I'm i not, again, if the Hawks don't win an NBA title next year, I'm not disappointed. But I do think there has to be growth. There has to be steps forward. This has to be a second-round playoff team, be a top-four seed, five-seed, six-seed, whatever. Be out of the play-in tournament. Find your way into the second round of the playoffs. You know, and and I think that's got to be the expectation. But I think they can win the NBA title. No, I don't think with the roster they have, they can win the NBA title. I, I don't. I don't see any way that they can, unless they just have the miracle of all miracle seasons out there. But we all do anticipate that there are going to be some changes in this. That there are going to be changes to this roster because it's going to be a hard justification to your fans to just run everybody back. Well, you know, we got a new coach and all that. Well, Quinn, you, you you specifically said that Quinn Snyder was here to evaluate the roster. That's why you paid him $8 million to come in here and start coaching right away with 25 games left or whatever it was, 21 games, because they were 10 and 11, 21 games left. 
it's going to be hard to run it back with those guys. Just, you know, have the same roster and, you know, add a draft pick or two or whatever like that or just a bench piece or two or whatever. It's going to be hard to just have the same group that you've got run it back. And obviously, Trey talked about he's got to play better. We got to coach better. We got to play better. I mean, every everything has to come together. But this should be a second-round playoff team, and I think that has to be the minimum expectation for all of this. I think that's got to be where this team lives when you talk about what's going to what's going to define success for this team. I don't think it's NBA championship. I don't think it's Eastern Conference Finals. But being a second-round playoff team, that's got to be the minimum expectation that we have for uh, for this team. So, again, we'll see what happens here. It's going to be a busy offseason. Don't forget, we'll have the draft coming up for you next Thursday. A week from tomorrow is the NBA draft from State Farm Arena. It will be Sparty, Caleb, and myself. So, Caleb Johnson, our Hawks reporter, uh, Deshaun Tate, Sparty, our uh, college basketball expert. And then what am I going to do? Like, what's my job? Hang out and eat. Yeah. Are they going to have that tenderloin there? Can yeah, I, can I, I know, please but... have some of that tenderloin? If you're <laughs> listening, Atlanta Hawks, please, please, please have some of that tenderloin available. I want to go up in the suite and broadcast from there. That would be nice. Yeah, and just have the buffet anyway. All right, one more segment to go. JR Sports Brief coming up next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. I've never felt so. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Chuck Show. Brownlicker Music Hour rolling right along. Uh, we had the top of the hour. I guess we got Max von Sydow. So the the uh, preacher from The Exorcist is going to be uh, on up next. So <laughs> I guess he's going to perform an exorcism. I mean, is that what, what he's going to do? Nah, I don't or, or think he's so. the, I'd um, hope not. Or, or he was also the, um, the I guess it was the uh, like police chief in um, Minority Report. Yes, he was. So, yes. He's been in a million movies. He was yes. the he was the what was he? He was one of the he was one of the people on the council in the Judge Dredd movie the Judge with Dredd, Sylvester, yeah, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, right, right. So he, I mean, he's been in a million. Movies. He was uh, with um, he was in the uh, the police captain or something like that uh, with uh, uh, Rush Hour Three. I didn't see Rush Hour Three. Really? I didn't see oh. Rush Hour Two. Wow. Really? I, I didn't see Rush Hour. 
Hold on. <laughs> you didn't see Rush Hour? No. How's come? Like that's I those, don't know. Those movies are. I mean, like the, I've seen. Like they've been on in the background, like but the, I've never sat and watched them. The third one, no doubt about it. It was a cash grab. I, I'll give you that. Uh-huh. But the first one is. I mean, it's legitimately. The first one is one of the more underrated comedies of all time. You know, right. we've talked about some of these comedies, you know, that that are underrated. You know, I, I think that, um, oh, gosh, what's the uh, Robert Townsend movie? Um, Which, the, the uh, Five Heartbeats. The Five Heartbeats. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that, love that's, a, that's an underrated comedy. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Run is an underrated comedy. That's the one with the two guys with Charles uh, Grodin Charles, and, yeah. and, and, uh, and um, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, underrated comedy. But Rush Hour, in a lot of ways, and, and I know it's kind of become like more mainstream and all that kind of stuff. But when it came out, that was a big hit. Like, I mean, it became a big hit that probably most people wouldn't have thought that it would become a big hit or, or spawn was, two yeah. additional movies. But those guys are great together. Yeah. The original like Rush Hour, those guys are those guys are phenomenal together in the yeah. original Rush Hour. And, I, and it's one of those things where, like, I, I remember, like, I once it came, because I didn't see it in theaters. And it, when it came out on DVD, it was one of them things where I put it on, but I never, like, sat and watched it. So, like, I'm, I'm familiar with scenes and lines, but I never actually sat and took the movie in. Hey, Chris Tucker is just so funny in the mannerisms when he gets frustrated at Jackie Chan. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just, he's so, it's so good. Like, the, their chemistry is so good. I mean, I think that's, I mean, truthfully, like, that's why, look, the first Lethal Weapon movie is a great Classic. story. Like, Classic. It, it, and it's a fun, I mean. Gary Busey. Again, yeah. I, I keep saying, why can't they make more movies like like, like uh, Lethal Weapon? Mm-hmm. But Danny Glover and Mel Gibson have great on-screen chemistry. Like, yeah. they, they parlay off one another very well. And I think that is the big success to a movie like Rush Hour, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, when you have like duos. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, but but it's you you gotta have good chemistry. Like, like there's we joke about this with wrestling, right? Like let's talk mm-hmm. it in it in wrestling terms. You have to have good chemistry in the ring. Like yeah. so for instance, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker had great chemistry with one another. Right. Like they were they worked really well with one another. But Austin and Shawn Michaels didn't have that great a chemistry. Right. Undertaker and Austin did not have great chemistry with one another. Mm-mm. Like their their styles just kind of clashed. I mean, they weren't bad, but they didn't really have. I mean, like SummerSlam '98, you know, they didn't have a lot of great chemistry with one another. Right. But yet, when it came to Bret Hart, or you know, when it came to you know uh, Mankind and and The Rock, like Austin had great chemistry with those mm-hmm. guys. But when it came to Undertaker. Who, you know, again, you could make case that that's two of the three biggest stars Vince ever had, you know, along with Hogan or The Rock or whatever. But they didn't have great chemistry with one another. Right. And and that's the thing I think that drove – that's the thing I think that makes Rush Hour so good is, you know, it's an updated – for lack of a better term, it is an updated lethal weapon, but it's a, it's a different style. But it's that buddy movie, mm-hmm. but they have really good chemistry with right. one another. Right. Like they they have great chemistry on screen chemistry and it just it comes through, and and besides the movie being funny and all that, it it's good like it's entertaining and you're yeah. entertained by those two guys and that's the same thing with Lethal Weapon like, and, and as the Lethal Weapon series went on, the the fourth one was again it was a cash grab right yeah. I mean by the time you got to the fourth one it's like okay now now we're 
Now he's cut his hair. Yeah. You know, he's Mark Riggs has cut his hair and now he's getting married and he's yeah. gonna have a baby and it's like okay. And the daughter was married by Murtaugh's daughter was Well yeah, married, well right? I mean yeah, I mean I mean uh Murtaugh's daughter had the baby with Chris right, Tucker. Exactly. They weren't yeah. married at the time, but I mean, she had the baby. The baby yeah. She was having the baby. And it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, the, once they added Chris Tucker to it, to it I mean, uh, Chris Rock to it, it was just kind of like, yeah. Well, yeah, that and the story was lame. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole Chinese Like, they should have stopped at three. Oh, yeah. They yeah. should have. They definitely yeah, I mean, even three was three. too far. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, that's one of those things that progressively got worse as the movies went along. Yeah. And, and that's true for most. True for most, um, what I want to say. True for most um, trilogies. Tri- uh, you know, or like, yeah, I mean, you know, um, franchises. Yeah, franchises. Right. I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of fran. I mean, you, you you don't make a whole bunch of franchise movies in a franchise, and they're all really good. Right. But yeah, they should have stopped with the third one. I mean, mm-hmm. even that was starting to get over the top. But the first one and the second lethal yeah, weapon, those were phenomenal. Yeah. I, I mean, the 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 I, I remember seeing the first one in the theaters. Same. And. Yep. I, it came out, I think, Christmas time. I, I, because again, the movie's set during Christmas. I think it did come out during Christmas time, and it was unlike anything I'd seen. Like, I mean, again, I'm not trying to overhype it. I mean, it wasn't an Academy Award-winning film or whatever like that. But, but just there was such good chemistry. It was such a good story, good action. Like, it was just a really good movie to go and see. Like, again, I keep saying, like, why can't we make movies like that? Like, why, why does everything either have to be a comic book? Or a fifteenth, you know, again, Fast and Furious seventy, you know, like why or or, you know, I don't know. Some what's the most the the Eternals? Like again, like the you, you take the most random, nobody knows about this group of superheroes, and and put them into a movie for three hours. Like why can't we make a Lethal Weapon movie? Why can't we make Rush Hour? I think movies like that are being made. We're just they're just not being like. Well, where just, are they? Where are I mean? I mean, are, I think they on, just are they on Fubu and just think, Yeah, and, Netflix, and I just think now, like, it just seems like now, movies are made so like they're put out way more than like it just seems like in in the you know late eighties nineties. Don't I'm not well, saying you have movie. so many platforms now, right? Yeah. I mean, with all the streaming platforms, you have a broad market. For yeah, for entertainment platforms, right? Yeah, yeah and you know the, the movie that started that was really that um, that Sandra Bullock movie where the creatures come out like she they had to she had to be blindfolded. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to blindfold the birds her and the or kids. whatever, like, like her yeah, and her kids, yeah, like yeah, the birds yeah. or whatever. They made like a that. sequel to that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, but I mean that that was like the first. Yeah, really big hit streaming movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I seen part of it, um, but that was kind of the, and and you know again with a mainstream star and all that kind of stuff. Right now, everybody does all the streaming yeah. movies, right? Yep. But again, there's still something magical about the theater. Like there's still something about movies in a theater that you want to go see and see it on the big screen and be a part of the experience and all that kind of stuff. And and movies. Still do well, like I mean, yeah, they do. You know, box office movies. I mean, still bring in huge bucks, mm-hmm. but unfortunately for most of them, it's you know, Spitterman, <laughs> you know, Fast and Flaky Ten, and you know, all the. I mean, it's just it's all the same thing. Yeah, like there's not really good stories. You know, again, that that movie that won the Academy Award for Best Picture, I I saw a lot of that movie. 
know that movie that had um, um, had uh, what's her name in it uh, from uh, from Halloween. Yeah, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. was in it. Michelle Yeoh, yeah. who was a Bond girl. You know that's the movie that won Best Picture, and you watch that movie, and it's like, you know, like I I I don't even know what I was watching. And there's some multiverse, and like it's just too whacked out. You know, it's just it's just too whacked out. You know, again, they just they don't. There's just not good storytelling anymore. Yeah, well, it's about to be worse now that there's that writer's strike. Not gonna well, get yeah, much of anything yeah. now. You yeah. know, I you know how bad it. I didn't realize. So I was at the fitness center yesterday, and Whoopi Goldberg. The, what's the show they're on? The View. Yeah. And she comes on as the show comes on, and she's explaining to the crowd, like, you know, if you see it's just kind of fumbling, it's because the strike is still going on. We still don't have writers, so we're we're just winging it. And I was like, wow, they're winging daytime TV, like, because of the writer's strike. Like, yeah, but that, again, is it? but shouldn't that be the way? I mean, if you have those personalities, shouldn't that be the way it is? Like, again, that's I, what would, you would think, but, I would think with those personalities, um, and again, uh, you know, no matter what you think about but again, with those bigger than life personalities, you should be able to just turn the camera on and and riff it. Yeah, and just have the producers yeah. tell you here's the topic. Right. Go. Yeah. Right. I guess right. not. I mean, kind of just provide the direction, but yeah. not script everything out. I mean, you should be able to with, with that much talent, you should be able to just riff riff yeah, on. Yeah, well, apparently, uh, yeah, no writers on the show, so they're winging it. But I mean, I I I, I never understood can stand that. Why they can't make just enter not movies that are Academy Award winners, not movies that are going to get a gazillion dollars at the box office. There doesn't seem to be any in between. Either you go for the artsy fartsy film of trying to win an Oscar, or you make Top Gun two. Like th- <laughs> there's nothing in between. Yeah. Like every Marvel movie tries to be the Avengers. Right. I mean that that I mean they all try to be the Avengers and they think that okay we're a Marvel movie we can just you know put Pantman you know out and and it'll do well well you know there's there's a limited market to some of that kind of stuff yeah well and the difference with them is they are they're they're, they're telling continuous stories and stuff they're yes but again stuff in. but so they but they they know that some stuff is not going to do well like I I think I honestly think in their world they know okay this isn't going to be Infinity War. This is just our filler till we get. Oh, I into don't. Okay, I while I understand that, I don't think they look at it like that. Well, no, Ma- I, I, Marvel's Marvel's a huge yeah, fran- it is it's a huge money driving franchise. And yeah, yeah. I think they think that every movie that they put out is going to rake in gazillions of dollars. I don't think they. I don't think they do movies with the idea of that they're throwaway movies. Well, no, I don't want to say throwaway, but I just think they they have they manage their own expectations. Put it that way. Okay. I think they manage their own expectations on what what certain movies are going to do, because they to your point they know they like Shanghai. How many there's the yeah the 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 diehard comic people know about Shanghai, but the average average person that just loved Captain okay, America but, and but all it, that. But if you if you make a good movie, people will go. Right, like, which I Shanghai mean, was and, a and good it, movie. And, it, and from all report, and I didn't see Shanghai Noon or whatever, but you know, <laughs> it was it was it. They people said it was a good movie. It was, and it did really well at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not just the hardcore people that are going to see that kind of movie. That's ever that's that's more mainstream people that if the movie's good and entertaining, you know, Captain Marvel did really well, 
not many people know about Captain Marvel, no. but you had Brie Larson in it, who's an mm-hmm. Oscar winner. Yeah. And you had a good movie story and all that, and it did well. I mean, it did well at the box office. So, yeah. anyway, all right, we're going to wrap things up with a love TKO up next. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.